Hello, everybody. Tracy, Mrs. J-Dog Flanagan with you here today. I'm the co-founder and senior vice president of J-Dog Brands. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Tactical Treasures podcast powered by J-Dog and Bet TV. Our podcast gives veterans, male spouses, active military members, and military family members a voice in the veteran space to speak about their service, how they're affecting their communities post-service, and they share with me a tactical treasure that has helped them in their journey in their military career, business, or life. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Daniel and Tiffany Matherly. Daniel is an Army veteran who served from 1999 to 2003 in the 2nd Battalion, 187th Infantry Regiment with the 101 First Airborne in Fort Campbell, Kentucky. Post-service, Daniel completed his associate degree in applied science, majoring in motorsports technologies from Patrick Henry Community College in Martinsville, Virginia, and spent four years teaching motorsports technologies there. In 2017, Daniel became an active member of the Cool Branch Volunteer Fire Department, achieving multiple firefighting certifications as well as his emergency medical technician certification. Daniel is currently the chief and has held the positions of lieutenant, captain, and various executive roles. Daniel is also the director of Struggle Well for Virginia and an alumnus of the Warrior Path Program, which is one of the programs offered by the Boulder Crest Institute. With all Daniel's military and first responder experiences, he believes great value can be derived through these efforts and wants to be at the forefront of helping first responders like himself overcome the struggles they encounter every day in their careers. Daniel feels it is an honor for this opportunity to give back. Hello, Daniel and Tiffany. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for taking time to join me today. I'm excited for our discussion. And thank you for your service, Daniel. Oh, thank you. And thank you for having us. Oh, awesome. Yeah, great. I have have questions for both of you. But um, Daniel, I'm going to start with you. So what what led you to join the army? And obviously you guys got married after your service, but what inspired you to join and uh, serve our country? It's what I always wanted to do as a kid. Like that's the only thing I ever imagined doing. Wow. Uh, when I went to join after high school, I asked to be in the infantry. It wasn't offered to me. That's just what I wanted to do. And my parents couldn't understand that because they were like, why don't you get a job that you know, you can make money in, in the civilian world. And I said, well, if I want to do that, I'd just go to college. This is the path I want to be on. So. Right, right. Sure. How did you two meet, Tiffany? Um, through some mutual friends okay. of ours. And um, how long have you guys been together? Uh, we've been married 15 years together, 18. Oh, wow. Wow, that's great. I know it, it was post-service when the two of you got together. What are, you, what are you doing? Are you involved in, I know we're going to talk about the Warrior Path program, but are you involved in that or what do you do as a career? Um, I'm emergency, I have an emergency medical technician. I'm the captain of Cool Branch Rescue Squad. Oh, okay. Um, combination department of paid and volunteer staffing that I run. And I'm also a path guide for warrior. Oh, wow. Struggle well. Awesome. Awesome. So that's, that's probably how you two met, right? Through Cool Branch? No. No? Oh my gosh. (laughs) No, I used to, I used to be an office manager for construction company. Okay. And, um, one of the guys that worked there, I was best friends with his wife and he actually worked for him at the time. Uh, And we just met at, we met at, um, their house uh and kind of just got to know each other. Oh, wow. Wow, that's great. So now you guys are 
working together, which is exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, My husband and I do the same thing too. (laughs) It's an interesting uh, dichotomy, is it not? It is. Definitely is. Yes, yes. So, Daniel, um, I know there you probably have many aspects and moments of your service that you can recall and remember, some good, some not so good. Is there a moment of your service that, that had a positive impact on you? I think really the bonds that I was able to make with people on deployments or even before that, but really, you know, once we started deploying to Afghanistan and Iraq and just being there and you, you share the good and the bad every day together and you right. don't have a choice but to do it. And I think it shows you how deep relationships can go with somebody that I never would have considered to be a friend outside of the military, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Those, I, I, those, those relationships run deep and they never end. They're, mm-hmm. they're ongoing even after service. Cause really you hold each other's lives in each other's hands, right? And you have to trust one another. Yeah, that's that's a great takeaway. Now, what led you to become a firefighter? So she was already in EMS when we met, mm-hmm. and she talked me into doing a ride-along on the ambulance. <laughs> okay. And I was kind of in, I wasn't in a really good place then. Right. But uh, the first call I got to go on, it was a pedestrian that had been struck by a car. Oh. And we're really rural, so we have to use life flight all the time to get people out because mm-hmm. we're not near a trauma center. So we go there, we set up this LZ, and the helicopter comes in, and he immediately was like, I've got to do this because with the 101st, we're always with helicopters. And it just took me back. It like reminded me of my military service. And having a uniform to put on again and things like that is really what pulled me into it. Right, right. Yeah, before I did J-Dog, I started in the legal profession and then I jumped into medical and I ran ambulance for almost 10 years. I was an EMT as well. So that adrenaline rush that you get and, and just that type of service, you know, serving your fellow man, so to speak, mm-hmm. and caring uh, about helping someone in a crisis. Yeah, it's pretty powerful. So I, I totally get it. Um, yes. When I joined, I was like, I'll just go be a driver. That's all I want to drive. <laughs> yeah. And within a year, I had, you know, top level firefighter. I was uh, EMT, rope technician. Like I just went all in within the first year. Yeah. So it took off from there. Yeah, I was just, I was a rider in the back. I had my first aid certification and my CPR and that was it. And then next thing you know, 10 years later, I'm a driver and an EMT. <laughs> it was crazy. I, uh, yeah, I really drank the Kool-Aid, but um, I totally get that. So, so Tiffany, you, you're still EMT and working with Cool Branch as well? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And how, how um, we're actually separate departments. Okay. So the rescue squad's separate from the fire department. So I, right. I run the rescue and he runs the fire. Okay. I've been doing it about 23 years. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you for your service. We thank appreciate, you. We, uh, yeah. Appreciate those first responders. You guys were first on the scene of some of the most horrific, scariest stuff, right? Um, yeah. I've been there. Yeah. Boulder Crest. Institute. So what led you there? How did you, how did you find them? So I ended up 
for the longest time, I didn't think I had an issue with anything. She kept telling me I did. I finally did some stuff, went to the VA because I realized, hey, maybe I do have some problems. And the VA, I would say my experience there has been really good and, and not that great at the same time. Mm-hmm. Really great people, right? but not sure what to do um, beyond just the basic model. And I had a, a therapist there say, hey, this place Boulder Crest opened up in Northern Virginia. I think you should check it out. And actually, after a, a month or so of him hawing back and forth, I finally completed the application and sent it in. And I was actually uh, class number 14. So I was within the first two years of the program. Oh, wow. Yeah. And um, it was kind of the same thing. I I live about four hours from the the location here in Virginia. And my drive up there, it was just this constant debate of whether I'm going to turn around and go home or or go do this all the way up until pulling in the parking lot at the place. Yeah. Yeah. Well, glad you pulled in the parking lot, right? So. I, you know, I've gone to their website and their, the premise of, of the Warrior Path program is called PTG, post-traumatic growth. So, um, and Tiffany, you went through the program too, as well? Yes, ma'am. Uh, it was a year in December that I went through it as okay. well. Okay. And were yeah. you struggling with some PTSD issues or were you kind mm-hmm. of going just to kind of help no understand. i was struggling uh okay i was definitely yeah. struggling yeah um my brother had committed suicide oh, and dear. had sent me Sorry. a suicide note and then within a two-month period i ran several call back-to-back calls that were horrific oh, my and God. just a combination of all of those is kind of what sent me there um initially for me it was his issues that we dealt with before it was him again. But when he finally talked me into feeling in the midst of an argument to fill out the application and I filled it out, I realized, yeah, I really needed to go to the program. Right. Yeah. And it's yeah. the best thing that has happened for us and has actually brought us closer together. Right. Wow. Um, Talk to me about the, the, the philosophy of PTG and, and the warrior path program. So really, Again, I work for Boulder Crest now. We like to say we're the home of post-traumatic growth, right? That's what we're based on. Right. This idea that that good things can happen after really bad things. And we need to know about it, right? Because I teach these classes now, struggle well, and you go in a room of 25 people and you ask who's heard of PTSD, well, all 25 of them raise their hand. Sure. Because everybody's heard of that. But if you ask them if they've heard of post-traumatic growth, they look at you like a deer in headlights, like it's not talked about. And it's really, you know, it's kind of like the news. We like to focus on that negative aspect, you know, and just that getting the idea of post-traumatic growth out there that these things make you who you are, you know, they they make you a stronger person Mm -hmm. and you can come back better for it, not just come back to what you were, to your old life, You, you can be better. and. I think that was a powerful thing for me to experience because when I got a diagnosis of PTSD, I thought I was broke for the rest of my life. Sure. You know? Yeah. I thought that was the end of it. I'm like, I'm stuck with this. And then to go there and be confronted with this thing that says, Hey, you can be better because of this was just mind blowing. It, it changed my life. Right. It's really, do you know, have you ever read uh, the power of myth by John C. Campbell? No. Uh. Uh-uh. 
he talks about the hero's journey. Mm. You heard of that concept? Yeah. Every, every Disney movie that's ever made follows what's the hero's journey. Right. And it's that concept that, you know, an everyday person goes through struggles and gets to the, the bottom, you know, they think nothing else can, can go right, but then they're able to build their self back up and come back and do better for whoever they're there for. So. Right. Right. And I've heard, I've heard that said before. Um, I just did a recent podcast with Ben Jalove and he's part of uh, Brave Hearts Riding and mm -hmm. he, he, works with horses and I mean he struggled with PTSD and suicidal ideology as well and 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 he he was he said that you know all of the his struggles all of his PTSD everything he went through has made him who he is today and yeah. that is stronger having come through what he came through and um so you're not the first person to say that and I, I believe that everything that you go through in life, there's, there's always a lesson and there's a, to be learned and, and it does make you stronger, I think, and make you yep. who you are. And, but it's hard to see that when you're in that, in yes. that darkness or in that forest, it's hard to see yep. that, you know, am I going to get through this? Is this going to not be a part of my life the way it is now. It's hard to see that. Hello, viewers and listeners. I would like to introduce you to the J-Dog Foundation, which is a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to the prevention of veteran suicide and the healing of veterans' mental health. 100% of all proceeds received by the J-Dog Foundation goes directly to several foundations focused on the mission of saving veterans' lives. Each partner is hand-selected by our executive director, Jerry Flanagan, with input from the assistant director, Tracy Flanagan, and the J-Dog Foundation board members. Our foundation's motto, Saving Lives, One Veteran at a Time. Go to jdogfoundation.org to take a look at everything that we're doing there and the organizations that we're partnered with. You can also donate, and there's also a support line if you're in need of help. Thanks. Check us out, jdogfoundation.org. Yeah, I think there's a really good quote, and I can't remember who said it, but uh, it says, life is like a piano. The white keys are good times, the black keys are bad, but it takes both to make beautiful music. And that's that's like the whole premise of post-traumatic growth. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I it's, love it. It makes you who you are. That's perfect. Wow. What a, an awesome analogy. Um, so what exactly um, is the program, Tiffany? How, how long is it? Do you go to a certain chapter or is it one place you go to? How does all that work? The logistics they have of several it. different places set up. Um, it's a week-long program that I went through, and he can talk about the new one that they've added for first responders. At mm -hmm. the time when I went through, they didn't have it for first responders. Only like 10% of what went could go would be first responders. Mm -hmm. And I actually went to um, Gratitude America in Florida is the one that I went through. And okay. we have what, Red Barn? The Red Barn in South Carolina. So we've kind of, we've got 12 different locations throughout oh, the country. Wow. Okay. Um, Boulder Crest owns two of them. There's one in Loudoun County, Virginia, and one in Sonoda, Arizona that we own. And then we've got two mobile training teams that travel all over the United States. We've partnered with uh, other nonprofits to run the same program. So 
Gratitude America, Big Red Barn, Travis Mills Foundation. That's just some of them we work with. So when you, if someone applies for it, they, they could go to any of these places, but the, there's no expense. Like every travel's covered, everything's covered and wow. you're there for seven days. Okay. And is it, even though it's, is it still the same program? It's the exact same program. Okay. And the name of the program is Warrior Path, correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yep. But it's just run by different nonprofits that have helped yep. to mm -hmm. subsidize um, and uh, expenses and that sort of thing. Okay. That's, that's great. So now you are, Daniel, you're a director of Struggle Well for the VA and Tiffany, you're involved in the program as well. Yes, ma'am. I teach, um, I'm path guide for the Struggle Well classes. Okay. So um, I'm teaching the first responders, you know, police, EMS, firefighters. So I, I travel around and teach those as well. Oh, on wow. top of my full-time job. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, it keeps you busy, right? <laughs> it does. Yeah. Um, and, and now, Daniel, you're the director of Struggle Well for VA. So what is your role with that? I coordinate the classes throughout the state. I've actually, we've moved into Maryland now, so I'm covering that. But I, I coordinate that, get it set up, train our guides. We call our people, we don't call our instructors, instructors, instructors we call them guides. guides. Yeah, because we're guiding them down a path, right? right. That's the, the whole premise of Warrior Path. But yeah, I, it's, I stay really busy. I travel a lot now, um, get to go to some neat places, meet some really good people, mm -hmm. and make a difference in people's lives. Yeah. Like, just the, the short amount of time I get to spend with them. I love teaching the classes. I don't get to do it as much now, mm. trying to because it's grown so much. Sure. But just seeing the change you can make in somebody in two days, the realization that just like we were talking about, this stuff has made me who I am and it can make me better if right. I let it. Right. That's awesome. Amazing work you guys are doing. Um, but I would love to ask both of you and I'll, Daniel, I'm going to start with you. What's your tactical treasure? Are you, what do you have to share with us today? I would say I like quotes. So mine's going to be a quote that I found in the midst of, of dealing with the PTSD and in the VA before I got into Boulder Crest. And it's actually at the bottom of every email I send. Mm -hmm. And it says that life is not learning about life is not about learning how to weather the storm, but to dance in the rain. I love and that quote. I love it. That whole, I mean, life, you're going to have bad things happen, right? Yeah. But you've got to, move through it. We're, we're in charge of our own happiness. Yeah, true. We can choose how we're going to deal with the storms in life. Definitely. And I, I remember uh, seeing that on the bottom of your email. Now that you say that quote, um, because that struck home with me, we've all gone through storms. I've gone through yeah. storms. Um, some, I feel like I'm in one now, but, um, <laughs> and it's, it is, it's, it's not about, trying to get through it or it's about learning to learning to have joy in yep. in in the storm find whatever it is that's your joy and keep a positive outlook you always have to have a positive outlook so i i, I love that quote really struck home with me Thank tiffany you. what about you what's your tactical treasure so in the book of atomic habits there's they talk about do one percent better today than you did yesterday 
So that always sticks in my mind because like you talk about, we all go through storms and it is that you can get through it and it's just being able to get through that and do 1% better than you did before and to be able to take your story and to help other people with it. So that's just the one thing that kind of sticks in my head. Yeah. I love that. That's a great tactical treasure. Yeah. Even though we're going through a tough time, how can we turn around and help somebody else? Because I think right. sometimes when we reach out and help somebody else, even though we're struggling, I think it, it ministers to us as it well, does. you know, definitely. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Great stuff. So Daniel, what advice would you have for fellow veterans who are struggling? Not to be afraid to ask for help. Mm. I can tell you that's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life is yeah. to walk into the VA that day and say, Hey, I think I've got a problem. Yeah. Um, and that's where it's got to start with you. You can't do it for somebody else. You've got to be at the place that you want it and, and speak up and say, Hey, I'm not doing good. Right. Don't right. just shut yourself down. Yeah. Yeah. That's great advice. I hear that a lot. And that's the hardest step I think. It is. Like you say, to take that first step and realize that, you know what, I'm not superwoman or superman. I, I'm really struggling. I'm not doing good. I need help, you know. Um, and I think sometimes as veterans, you know, we think we're supposed to be all that. And mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're not supposed to need help. We're supposed to help other people. That's what we do. We served our country. We, you know, we, we, we know how to serve. Um, yeah. In but, a way, you're trained for that. You're trained yeah. to, to hold it in, you know? Yeah, yeah, but, definitely. It's hard. Yes. Tiffany, how about you? First responders, yeah, I've seen some pretty horrific stuff myself. You have, um, yeah. and I'm sure they all are. And, you know, good for you for, for being a guide for the first responders. I think that that's awesome. Um, role that you're doing there. Um, what advice would you have for your fellow first responders? I mean, if they need to reach out, if they need help, like I, I talked about my brother had committed suicide yeah. and I had taken a couple of weeks off and my first call back was for a um, suicide Ugh. was my first call back. And it was actually a fellow first responder that I worked with had hung himself. Oh no. Um, so definitely reach out and to talk to somebody. I mean, there's video that kind of explains the struggle well program on bouldercrest.org. You can go on there and watch the video and it has, if you need in the help, you can go on there and fill out the application and someone contact you. But you know, if you're not able to find somebody to talk to, you could go that Avenue and someone will reach out and talk to you as well. Yeah. But you, you've got to talk about it. You just can't keep burying it down inside. Right. Right. Yeah. Great advice. You got to talk about it. It's the only way to move forward. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Sorry about, about your fellow first responder. How horrific um, that must have been for you. Sorry yeah. about that. And um, if I can just keep one person from doing that, right. it's all sure. worth it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So you guys are, are, are doing really, really great work. So if you could tell us where people can go to connect with you know, how to reach out to Boulder Crest Institute and, and get that call back. That would be great. And if people want to find and connect with you and personally, um, is that okay? And, and how would they do go about doing that? So if they want to look at the Boulder Crest programs, they can just go to bouldercrest.com 
And it lists out, we've kind of got three lines of effort now. We've got the Warrior Path program that's for veterans. We've got the Struggle Well program that I direct that we actually come to first responders and run um, for two or five days. We come to their departments. And then we have the new program that Tiffany spoke of called Struggle Well Experience, which is essentially the Warrior Path program, but catered just for first responders. And you can get onto that too. Um, and all the applications are there, requests for information is there. Within a few, probably a couple of weeks after you fill the application out, somebody will reach out to you once they get through it. Um, if they want to reach out to me personally, I'm on the website too. Um, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Uh, my email is simply daniel.matherly at bouldercrest.org. So people are welcome to email me there. Okay. Anything like that. That's great. And Tiffany, if a first responder says, hey, I need help and they want, want to talk or. Uh, like I'm on Facebook as well, Instagram. Um, I'm also on TikTok. Um, I have a personal email, which is tmatherly08 at gmail. Um, they can email me there as well. Oh, that's great. Um, thanks so much, guys, for coming on and sharing some amazing, amazing stuff that that you went through that helped you and thank you so much for being vulnerable to tell your story you know our hope and prayer with all all of these podcasts is that they inspire and motivate people who possibly are in your position or are struggling as well um i really appreciate you sharing everything that you did thank, thank you. you and um we'll talk to you soon thanks so much thank, thank you, you. Bye-bye. Hello, viewers and listeners. Thank you so much for joining us for this Tactical Treasures podcast. We just finished up an amazing conversation with Daniel and Tiffany Matherly. Daniel is an Army veteran who served from 1999 to 2003, and his wife, Tiffany, is an EMT first responder serving for 23 years. Uh, both are working in the Boulder Crest Institute, which is the world leader in advancing the science of post-traumatic growth, or PTG, and uses their research and data to support the development and enhancement of transformative post-traumatic growth training programs. These PTG training programs teach participants how to make peace with their past, live in the present, and begin planning for their future. The Warrior Path is the first training program for military combat veterans to experience lifelong post-traumatic growth with a goal of creating sustained transformation. This is not a catch and release program, but rather a 90-day non-pharmacological peer-delivered training program that begins with a seven-day intensive and immersive initiation. It is then followed by three months of dedicated support, training, accountability, and connection from a team of trained military combat veterans. They also offer programs for first responders as well. To learn more about the Warrior Path program and other programs that the Institute offers, go to bouldercrest.org. 
Again, thank you for joining us for this episode of Tactical Treasures Podcast. And don't forget, you can find us on all your favorite podcast streaming platforms, as well as Vet TV. We are now airing on Reese Across America Radio on Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern and Saturdays at 1 p.m. Eastern. You can also find Reese Across America Radio on the iHeartRadio app, the Odyssey app, and the TuneIn app. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you again on another podcast. Bye-bye now.